Hey friends, I'm Nari, and this is the Dr. Nari Jeter and the Prosper School Show. It's a podcast for students who want their best college life. As a professor, I've helped tens of thousands of students learn to balance success and fun in college. In this show, you'll hear from me and other guests on how college changed our lives and got us to where we are today. This is not a class lecture. This is a dose of motivation and inspiration just for you right where you are. I am so excited you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, this is Nari with Dr. Nari Jeter in the Prosper School, and I have the honor of kicking off my podcast with this amazing woman sitting in front of me. Her name is Lexa Thompson, and not only does she have an impressive uh, educational and work background, she is also my very best friend in life. I've known Lexa since third grade. Um, which is a very long time. I'll let you kind of figure out the math, but I've known her for a very long time and I have seen her do some absolutely amazing things. She's just an overall wonderful person. I would describe Lexa as super organized, very self-motivated, and she is a goal getter. She is always looking for different opportunities to better herself, to grow in her personal development. And um, to be completely honest, she challenges me to be a better person. So a little bit about Lexa. She um, got her bachelor's degree in management from Penn State, um, went into the workforce for a while, um, was definitely uh, a critical player in her work environment, and then decided to go back and get her MBA at Penn State. So Lexa has a very unique story, um, somewhat similar to mine, and that's why I wanted to have her on today. And so I'm going to start off this podcast by um, asking Lexa, um, tell me about uh, basically the major you chose when you went into college, and then we're going to get to how that changed a little bit. So what was the major that you chose when we were graduating high school and entering into college? And then why did you choose that major? Well, first of all, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Very, very kind words. I love it. Thank you. Um, Really, when I started, and it's actually kind of funny, because I was really trying to think about when I started thinking about my major. And my major that I started um, my senior year was when I was applying for schools was civil engineering. Um, really, but when I really started to think about it, I think I was going in that direction very early because I even doubled up in math and sciences to make sure I had the most credits I could possibly have in both of those in high school. So I want to say like, I really started thinking about it like early on, like maybe sophomore year. I don't know um, that that's, I knew I was going to go in some type of math and science field, but I ended up, I picked civil engineering as where I started. Right. And I can appreciate that because I was in those math classes with you and they were challenging. And I remember, you know, doubling up and just, um, you know, you don't double up on science classes in high school if you aren't really kind of interested in that and then heading in that direction. Was there anything else like any other passion or just interest? Because civil engineering is not a popular major. So there must have been something else there that made you decide, okay, I want to go in the engineering route. 
Well, I think part of it was, is didn't, we had some type of test that it's like, what are you going to be good at in school? Like, you know, like from a personality or just the questions they were asking. And I think one of mine was engineering. It could have even been civil. Um, But the other one I think was like dentistry, to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, And I did, I actually did a job shadow for dentistry um, Mm -hmm. in high school, which was pretty cool. Um, I was exhausted. I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Um, (laughs) But really, I think some of it came from both of my parents are like super, like directionally not challenged. So it's like when they're going somewhere, they're trying to find like the best route of how to get somewhere. And I think when I was looking in engineering, I was like, I would love to be outside. And then at the time in high school, they were doing a major, major construction zone on our main highway. I think like probably like junior, senior, probably was like, because I was driving. So like junior, senior year. And it was like, that's what they're doing. Like, like that's part of it is like working with construction, building bridges and that whole aspect of being able to build something or make like a road more efficient from like, even like a stoplight scenario um, really was interesting to me. So being outdoors and just kind of fixing a problem was really what got me more towards the civil engineering versus like a mechanical or an electrical. Right. And it's funny you say that because as you were talking, I was thinking one of the things I value about you most, like as a friend, and I've seen you do in your workplace is you are a problem solver. So that's why we're such good friends. I appreciate that about you. And so that's what I think of with civil engineering is um, being a problem solver and also being like very like efficiency, which you kind of talked about. What's the best point, like best way to get from point A to point B? Um And I remember this about you in high school, like you were always such a good driver and you used to drive me around. And, um, and so I really, those two things, yeah, the problem solving and you're just, you're still very efficient at what you do. You're always trying to find a way to maybe do things better, um, and make things, you know, a little easier. And that's, I, I think that definitely aligns. So then my guess is you got into college, you took some of those original classes, um, and then there was a shift. So tell me about what you were experiencing when you started taking the civil engineering classes and then what, what was the shift? What was the change? Well, so a lot of the intro classes were mostly science math based. Then my second year was more engineering based type classes. Um, but I actually went to a branch campus of Penn state Barron and they only offered plastics, mechanical, and electrical engineering. So the engineering courses that I were taking were more mechanically and electrically based, um, which is normal, I mean, because they're more intro um, engineering courses. And when it really came down to it, I was getting through the classes, and my sophomore year, I just really love the campus. It's a gorgeous campus. Um, it's small. My classes were small. I think like my chemistry class, my big class was maybe 125 students, maybe Mm -hmm. most of my course, most of my classes were like 25, 30 kids. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm from a small town. We're from a small town. Um, (laughs) and I kind of liked it. I liked the community aspect. I had gained some really good friends and, I started looking at, I'm like, I really don't want to go to state college. I don't want to go to main campus. And if I continue on this trajectory, I have to go to main campus. And that was originally my goal. Um, 
And if I stayed aberrant, I would either have to do mechanical or electrical, which did not interest me. And on top of that, I could do plastics, which kind of interests me, but because it was such a niche um, course or degree, if you didn't start at the beginning of your freshman year, it was going to add a year on. I didn't want to go to school for an extra year because my parents and I had that discussion. They were helping four years and four years only. If I did not graduate, right. I had to figure it out my own. So I couldn't do that either. So that's part of it. And a little bit more, and this is nothing against engineering majors or anything like that. I have very close friends that are engineers. Um, I just, there wasn't a liveliness to a lot of the classes. Um, I just kind of felt like, you know, people spoke, but it really wasn't with enthusiasm. And um, I just didn't really love the environment I was in. Right. Really. Yeah. So again, so much insight there. And I want to point out a couple of things that I heard. One was what, what the like environment mattered. And I think that's so important. Um, you were emphasizing, and for those that maybe don't go to a university that has a, like a branch campus, you were in this branch campus and maybe with the intention of transferring to main campus, but then realizing I actually like the campus I go, go to. I like the environment. I like the class sizes. And then, um, and then also another portion is more like environment, like in your classes. And I think, knowing you as well as I do, I know exactly what you're talking about. You are an extrovert. You are a people person. Um, and as we kind of get further into your story, I will say, I know that that's one thing that brings you to life is that like kind of human interaction. And what I would say is even more than that, one of the, the skills that I know you're excellent in really is, is customer service. So taking like the problem problem solving portion that you're also so very good at. And basically that's customer service is helping solve problems, you know, for the customer, either on kind of like the front end preventatively or on the back end when they have them. So, um, yeah, I hear, you know, the evolution of another story in that, which is your need for, you know, interaction with people. It sounds like wasn't getting met by your major. So, um, Kind of tell me, well, did you have like a pivotal moment? Did anyone help you kind of make this decision when you were like, okay, this is not the direction I really want to go in, but now I want to try something else? Um, really part, I mean, I'm not a very anxious person, but looking back, I it was like anxiety inducing because I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I going to move forward? And um, I went to our, you know, the counselors at the school that they provided and mm -hmm. just was like, help, I don't know what to do. And we really just had a nice conversation. It wasn't like a fill out a paper, like, what are you good at? I, think, I kind of thought that's what I was going to do because we did mm -hmm. that nice, but like, okay, what do just tell me, what am I good at? What should I do next? And we just had a really good conversation of like, okay, what are you doing right now? And at the time I was actually a um, part-time manager, shift manager at a pizza shop. And I also was a part-time employee at the Gap. And so I was, you know, I was working with the public in two different, way different fashions. Um, so it really kind of came down to, I was a part-time manager. I liked the interaction with the people I was working with, but also when it came down to, um, you know, working in retail, the merchandising aspect, like making a wall look pretty, what is driving a customer to look 
at this specific wall? Why are you putting things in a certain way to drive a customer to buy? So I really, so both of those are business. Um, so it was really kind of clear that business was more of the direction I needed to go, but then it was like, okay, what route should I go? Should I go management? Should I go marketing? And the more we talked, the people aspect kept coming up. And then that was an easy way of a direction to go more in the management field versus the marketing. And to be perfectly honest, from a class differential, I think I took from a marketing major and a management major, there may have been like four, like 400 level classes that were different. So they really did overlap a lot, but I really did more of the management focus versus marketing. Right. So quick plug there, plug for college advisors, you know, they really can just be someone you can talk to and have that conversation. I love that that person asked you, what are you doing now? Very insightful in the sense of like, maybe something you're doing now is what you you would naturally gravitate towards. And I feel like we're taking a trip down memory, memory lane because I remember going to visit you at the Gap and at the, the pizza places. And yeah, you just, I remember walking in and of course you're my friend, but you always had a, a great big smile on your face and you were always so helpful to everyone around you. I worked at the mall too then. So um, funny that we both worked in retail and ended up working with people. I think there's a correlation there. So there's definitely, you know, um, some value to look at looking at, like, what kind of jobs do you do in college? And how might those be assigned, like working part time, like, you know, how how might those be some teachers or indicators of where we could go, like with our career? So, um, so you ended up changing your major to management. And then now let's like, leapfrog into the future. We won't say how many years, but leapfrog into the future and talk about what you're doing now. Cause I love this story. I think, wow, what an amazing combination of, you know, kind of what you started with and what you ended up with in college. It's like a smashed together sandwich of the two things that, that you're really interested in. So go ahead. So, well, what I'm doing right now or what I did a year ago, because those are okay. a little well, bit different. Yeah. Let's start with what you did a year ago. That's a good <laughs> point. But also that there, there is yeah. a, you know, a, a segue into what you're doing now as well. Yeah. So um, I actually was in a, I was, I went into the power industry. It was one of those things. Um, I, um, well, just well actually we're I don't know when this is going live but we're right after September 11th and we I graduated right around that time frame and there really weren't a lot of jobs so I stayed in retail for a while and then I morphed into um and I mean I don't want to call it nepotism because I feel like I got in on my own but there was a job that opened up at my mom's um in place of employment interviewed, didn't get that job. They kept my, kept my name on the list and I got the next job, what actually worked in my favor. I was in a um, sales role at, um, and it was for a power industry and it's, it's kind of niche. It's basically control valves for power plants, mm-hmm. not little valves on your toilet. These are like really, really big valves that are holding steam and water um, that help bring power to literally the entire country world. I worked globally. Um, but the thing was, is it was a very engineered product. So hi, engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very easy for me to 
kind of get the concepts and understand some of the math or the engineering that went behind the products because of my background. Because again, if you're not in that industry, you don't know. Um, and then I was able to use my more business background in uh, sales format. So I was blessed enough to be with that company for, sorry, I'm going to age us. I don't care. Um, I but, love it. but for 15 years, I mean, I already kind of did with the September 11th thing, but right. Um, you know, so I was there for 15 years and I held a multitude of positions. So I started in inside sales. Um, I did some more project management type roles, um, regional type roles. So I worked with our outside, um, representatives that, you know, were paid a commission for their sales. So I did a lot of different kind of people management roles, sales management roles. Um, I was kind of, I kind of did a lot of different things there over the years, um, but it was really cool because I really did have that overlap of math. Um, well, excuse me, engineering and sales business all combined into one. So I was able to use them both, which was pretty cool. Um, right. I'll let you go. Go ahead. No, go. I was just saying it. Yeah. I've listened to you talk about that job over the years and it just always amazed me how you were talking about parts for valves and I mean, all I remember is they had different numbers and they were different sizes and you would have to like put together, you know, quotes and work directly with engineers. And I always, um, you know, thought of you as like an engineer translator, like you would take what the engineer said and kind of translate it um, to provide, you know, information to the customer. And I, it was like, you know, a, such a perfect fit for you. So you had a transition out of that company. Can tell us what you're doing now? Yeah, so um, I was actually, um, well, to be perfectly honest, I, we had a plant closure. I was able to um, get a severance, take about five months off, and then after 15 years, had to go back into the whole resume interview, like applying for jobs, which I hadn't done in a long time. Um, so that was an interesting experience in its own, but I was able to... Um, I applied for a ton of jobs and I and landed got off. and got a ton of jobs too. You had yeah. lots of offers. So I want to, for all our listeners out there, I want you to know that um, my dear friend Lexa was very selective um, and was able to be selective in, you know, in what she um, ended up choosing in the end. And I think that's just a testament to, you know, your great reputation and all the skills that, you know, oh. you bring to the market. Thank you. And mm -hmm. I will say like, apply for those jobs that you don't think you can get. Mm -hmm. I do it like, oh, I don't think I'm qualified for this job. Apply for it. Cause right. that's what I did. And I got it. Right. Um, so, so really what I'm doing now is a really, um, it's a cool thing. I'm in product development, um, for a chemical company. And it's really unique because I really am taking my business degree to the next level because I'm like my own little business. I'm my own little entrepreneur because I'm focusing on one product, trying and, and really at this point, getting it to market. So I'm working with customers. I have to work with our marketing department, get marketing out there, um, understanding what the customers want. Um, I'm actually physically going to customer sites and showing them how to use this product. Mm -hmm. So there's application based in here. Um, and then at the same time, I mean, 
I haven't taken chemistry in quite a long time, but I'm getting a crash course in chemistry all over again, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, a lot of it makes sense, but it's like, I definitely need a refresher here and there. But right. again, another morph of taking my more math science background and then more, and then putting it in with my business degree. Right. And, and here I am. Yeah. But it, it's not that much of a stretch. I know it, it feels you know, like a stretch to you. And I, I know you're working with scientists, but again, you have that natural interest. So I feel like for someone who really doesn't like science, this would be really challenging, but since you have that interest, um, and you, you've spent time in the lab and talking with the scientists about what they're doing and really understanding your product. Um, I, I don't feel like this is outside your, your interest or your skill set. So very interesting. Yeah. And I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, um, kind of to round out, you know, this topic about, you know, college and changing majors and changing directions. And, you know, I'm thankful that you found this path early on. So you could graduate, you know, with that degree, go on to where you were, get your MBA, which maybe we'll talk about in another later podcast. Cause I know you have some really wise words of wisdom about that process, but do you have like a final piece of advice um, for anyone in college who may kind of be experiencing what you experienced? Um, a couple of things I think is go to your professors. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, they're going to want you to like stay with them, stay with their major. They, they are in that for a reason, but they're also human and they can probably give you some of the best advice. Um, they've seen students, they've seen students succeed, they've seen students struggle, and you know, they're gonna want the best for their students. So I would say one, talk to your professors if you feel like this maybe not be the route for you, or if you just have questions, like what am I gonna do with this degree? Like what are some real life applications? Like I'm not, I'm not seeing it anymore. Um, advisors, you know, college advisors, talking to them if you're nervous. And I know it's super hard. And at the time it could be like scary. Talk to your parents. Right, <laughs> right. You know, because um, again, you're, they are supporting you in one way, shape or form while you're in school they only want the best for you. They don't want you to be miserable. They don't want you to go into debt or them going into debt and then you getting out of school and you know not doing anything with your degree in any way, shape or form. So I think it's really just talking to people and being open on how you're feeling and not just trudging through and trying to make the best of it when your whole experience can change and set you on a complete different trajectory for mm -hmm. life maybe. Right. Absolutely. And I, I love that last tidbit of talk to your parents, because what you said earlier was you knew ahead of time what your parents' expectations were um, as far as just the, like from the financial standpoint. So talking to your parents gave you a realistic like framework to make that decision moving forward of, am I going to change my major completely or find something related where I could still get my degree done in four years? And I think that um, you know, when we have, you know, a, a clear set of expectations, um, it helps us, you know, make at least an informed decision and you're not making a decision and then really caught off guard. And then maybe like feel, feeling that fear or panic of like, okay, now what do I do? You know? Mm -hmm. So 
last but not least, this is not the least important part. Um, what did you love most about college and like, what was the most fun for you? Um, I really emphasize with the Prosper School that we're trying to find balance. So yes, we want to go to classes. Yes, we want you to be successful, but we also want you to have fun. And so what did you love about college? Well, um, I loved a lot about college. I will say um, I actually made a very, very good group of friends in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, um, I actually, our schools, the fraternities and sororities were actually fairly small. um, But at actually my um, college roommate's boyfriend joined a fraternity. And so we spent a lot of time with that fraternity where I made a lot of friends in there too. So I really want to say it was living on campus, even though I was close to home, living on campus and getting to do the whole college life experience, living on campus and really just finding a whole new group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that like that my friends from high school or college were much different than ones right. from, from high school, but I think for some people, it's a time where you can really just be you and right. there's so much less like judge, judgment and just like everyone just comes as they are versus like, oh, I'm the jock, I'm the... I'm the nerd, I'm this person, I'm that person. Mm -hmm. It's really a time where you can just be you and you will find friends that accept you for you. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that, yeah, college feels less clicky than high school did. And I will say you did have amazing friends because when I was home on break, I would come home and hang out with, you know, your college friends and they, you know, just welcomed me to tag along and go do everything. So yeah, I remember um, when you were living in your off-campus like apartment, I would just come and like hang out and really did not feel like I ever kind of met a stranger. You always had um, friends over and, you know, they were good people. So I can totally like validate that. And I think you're such a loyal friend too. This isn't just about the people around you, but you're just such a loyal friend. You make everyone feel welcome and don't make anyone feel like an outsider. So that's also a testament to who you are. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for this interview today. I loved starting off this podcast with, again, such an amazing person and my very best friend. Also kind of a little behind the scenes with the Prosper School. Lexa was one of the very first people that I told about the biz- this business besides my husband. And I was, you know, a little scared to tell her because, you know, she'll tell me the truth. And, and I, you know, if, if she told me, um, NAR, like that's what she calls me. Uh, you may want to rethink this. And I definitely would have rethought this, but she has been my cheerleader all along the way. And so, um, you just heard from one of the best and I can't wait to see what, you know, where this career takes you. Um, and thank you just for being on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me today for this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode when it releases. You can help us at Dr. Nari Jeter and the Prosper School by sharing the podcast and leaving a review. It really means so much to know what you think. Also, we want you to hang out with us on your favorite social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And you'll find all our information and resources on coaching, courses, and the blog at www.theprosperschool.com.